Happy Easter from the Love Talk ladies, Evelyn, Carrie, and Kathy. Love talking with you all today about the crown of Easter. Thank you, Gavin. We are in the studio today with two of my very favorite friends and partners in crime and good news <laughs> and health and everything, Miss Carrie, Coach Carrie, and Miss Kathy in the Brock. And we're so glad to be here today on Austin. Uh, on the bridge, Austin, and we're going to be talking about what it is today that this time of the year means to us individually. What does Easter mean? And, you know, what what will we do and what will it, what is, what is this journey all about from the cradle at Christmas time to the crown? And so we're going to talk about the crown. You're going to get a crown, Kathy. I love crowns. I, love <laughs> I have three girls, and so you can imagine the number of princess crowns that we have purchased and worn over the last 17 years. <laughs> well, today we're talking about the crown of Easter, and we have taken a journey. Miss Evelyn so amazingly designed our journey from the cradle of Christmas to the cross of Good Friday that we just had yesterday, and tomorrow, the crown of Easter. Our verse, our key scripture for today is, Blessed is, it, is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. James 1, 12. Wow. What an amazing promise that is. He will receive the crown of life. Now, Miss Evelyn, what exactly does that mean, the crown of Easter? Well, the crown of Easter, Easter was a very special time uh, that um, the early Christians began to celebrate. And there, there was also a pagan uh, festival that went on about that time. But it was named Easter primarily because of a promise. And that promise was that Jesus said that he would meet us at the eastern gate. And that was before he was crucified, that before he, he made that journey to the cross, that he, he made that promise. And Easter, if you go to, to uh, Jerusalem today and you get on the Mount of Olives, you look down over the Hedron Valley, that valley is marked with crosses. There's just I mean, one after, and it's rocky. It's not, it's not sandy soil like here in Austin, mm-hmm. but there are crosses upon crosses. Why are those crosses there? They're there because the people believed that Jesus was going to return and favor them and bless them with the life that he had given for them so that we might have a life with him in heaven. And so... Every Sunday morning, for years and years, they went to the Eastern Gate, and it was named Easter, Eastern mm-hmm. Gate. And we don't we don't think about that a lot. We, we don't think about where we have to go to really worship or be in the presence of the Lord. And uh, so we call it the Crown of Easter because uh, Jesus said, "Looking, looking for." That's what we're doing. We are looking for Jesus. We're looking for him in our relationships. We're looking for him in our fulfillment. We're looking for him when we get old and we're getting closer to heaven. 
uh, we look for that presence that he has in our life under the lordship of Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. But he says that looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of what? Our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And he has been crowned. You know, when the when the Romans would have a festival or they'd have some kind of races and all those big things that they did in those days, uh, they had what they called a Bema seat, B-E-M-A seat. E-M-A-H-C. You probably know this more than I do, Kathy. And so the winner would always go to the seat to get the crown of, you know, the beautiful crowns that they always make. Well, that came from the thing. I mean, Jesus majored on that thing that this life right now is not all there is. There's something better coming. And it's Jesus. He is coming again. And so when we look at it, you know, we, there's just six stages in our journey. From from the from the you know even from our cradle to the cross, to the crown. Because if, if you read Revelations, it tells us very specifically, you know, your wagon's gonna arrive, and you're gonna have to have a horse to pull it or a cow, <laughs> and for it will be the like the bema seat. You will be rewarded, and there's all these things come together. And sometimes you know we get thinking about that when Easter comes, and. Uh, the, because of the war that goes on. And when we look at Revelation seventeen fourteen, it says, They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them. He is the Lord of lords and the King of things. And those with him are called and chosen and faithful. And that's out of Revelation. I love that verse that says he is the king of kings. Because now, Evelyn, you had just um, shared this verse in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12. And it says that he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And sometimes if you think, oh, Jesus, where are you? He goes, baby, I'm seated on my throne. And he is Lord of lords and king of kings. So he has that king's crown on his head and he is alive and he is active Mm -hmm. and so i I love this that he promises um these incredible uh, rewards for us too and he is sovereign over all these things with that king's crown sitting right on his head Mm -hmm. he's got it and he and you know what it's gonna have to take a 18 wheeler i carry your crown (laughs) carry With the work you do with all the young people and with you, Kathy, with your management skills, you know, well, we we don't think about that very much. Uh, but it is part of the reality of the Christian life. And it doesn't come by works. It comes by faith mm-hmm. and by what he has already done. It says, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated and the, at the right hand of God. And that's Colossians 3 1. There was this little boy came home from Sunday school one day and he told his mother, he said, You know what? Uh, uh, God is, 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 is right handed, uh, or is left handed. And she said, Where did you get that? He said, The Sunday school teacher said that you sit at the right hand of, that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. So he's sitting on his hand, and so he's, you know, he's left handed. <laughs> well, we. Sometimes we don't realize the the interpretation of a scripture 
uh, and it comes at different stages in life. But you know, when you a little, if you're a little twelve-year-old boy shooting marbles, and you know, you hear preachers say, you know, uh, Jesus sits at the right hand of God. Within, you gotta pay attention and salute and get up in the morning and do the right things. But and then from Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings of the earth, to Him who loves us, has freed us. That's the key here freed us from our sins by his blood and that's from revelation 1 5 well and i love that that's why easter is so powerful easter doesn't just uh share a story of what happened in history it just it doesn't just share the story and and of of christ being crucified for our sins willingly paying that penalty of death um that we could not pay and it doesn't just talk about him being raised from the dead mm-hmm. after three days. Um, Easter isn't just about his ascending to heaven to be seated at the right hand of the Father. It's not just about what happened with Jesus, but it's what it means for us. And, I mean, I think that is what is so powerful about Easter is it, it is that um, that that powerful reminder every year about the promise that we have for our not only our salvation but for the power that we have now while our feet are still on this earth and the powerful position that that Jesus has while we are still on this earth and so it's 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 not just this historical thing that happened but it is this powerful event every day that we can wake up and count on. You know, that is so true, Kathy, because, you know, when John was uh, taken, when he was on the Isle of Patmos, and, and we did that last some last fall, I think that mm-hmm. that whole series was wonderful of how uh, you were able to go back to the heartland of, of the Lord Jesus. But when, when, when we think about what it is that we are responsible for, in this time, or what is it we are to do, we cannot do these things on our own. We, it has to be. We can have a crown, and people think we're pretty hot shot and do all kind of, you know, basketball stuff or, or golf or some of those things. But that's not the kind of crown we're talking about. We're talking about, he said, we are overcome by the word of their mouth. And the blood of the Lamb. And that's the Bema seat that I was talking about. You know, when you're in a race, in, in the race of grace, it's not trying to get where God is. It's allowing Him to be where you are in your in the very presence. And it's, it's not the outside crown things that are so impressive. But it's what's in the heart and what is what the desire is to do, do the things that, make a difference in the time in which we live. And I think, you know, we talked last week about our trip to D.C. I think that's what happened. I think the Word became real as we were able to put it in a format that those don't who didn't know Him would see something. This is different. This is real. And so that's the reality of what Easter is. It is that time of celebration that the work of grace is done and it's time for us to partner with him in making that available to others and that's why we're here for love talk that is why we are here for love talk and why we're talking about crowns today and uh, you know carrie 
Uh, so we know, like we've seen here, Christ is wearing the king's crown. He is sitting at the right hand of the father. And so is he the only one that gets a crown? Is he the only one that gets a king's crown? Because I, I think a crown would be pretty cool for me to wear, too. Yeah, and kind of love talk on when we get our TV thing going here. <laughs> wear your crown. <laughs> you know, maybe I, I don't need a king's crown. Jesus can keep yeah. that one. But I'm interested do I get more than one crown? What kind of crown can I actually get? And what are these crowns all like? Do I get to have a jewelry box to put them in? How does that all work? Well, I tell you what, I've never been a big girly girl, and the whole crown thing is very foreign to me. But as we do this study, I love, I love to look that there are, these are not your average crowns, friends. And when we return with Love Talk, We will talk about as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus gives out some pretty amazing crowns. And they're not your typical crowns. We'll look at those when we return with the Love Ladies right here on the bridge, Austin and Love Talk. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. And welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to The Bridge, Austin, and you have found 
the love ladies as we celebrate this beautiful time of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Easter tomorrow. We are talking about crowns, the crown of Easter. And, you know, um, when we think about to the the time of the, the Romans, Miss Evelyn, you were talking about the crowns. And what mm-hmm. I think of when I think of that is that goes back to the original Olympic Games. You know, they started mm-hmm. with, with these games. The Roman people were, were kind of about competition and games and showing things off. And, and the winners would receive a crown, mm-hmm. a crown that was perishable, a crown that did not last. Um, for their athletic endeavors and their their prowess on the on the fields, um, but our crowns will last, and Jesus has promised that. Now we're not talking about a king's crown here. None of us are worthy. That there is, and the Bible is very clear that there is no equal to Christ mm-hmm. in heaven. We are adopted children. We are brothers and sisters. We are children of God. But there is no equal to Jesus Christ in all of creation, on earth, in the created universe, or in the heavenly realms. Satan knows this very well as he fell from the heavenly realms. So not just your average crowns. In 1 Corinthians 9.25, it says everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown. That will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So these crowns, friends, they last forever. This is one that Jesus will impart upon us as we as we meet him at the Eastern Gate. As Miss Evelyn said, I love that story. I'd love to do a little bit more research on that, Miss Evelyn, because I I don't know um, th- that part of history very well. And so I, I'd love to look that up. Another thing that happened to these worldly crowns um, was that they faded. You know, Miss Evelyn, it's nice to get flowers, mm-hmm. you know, on, on Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. But they fade and they perish and they wilt. And we can try to save them and dry them and put them in a book. But they're never quite the same, <laughs> right? They get kind of crumbly and yucky and they kind of smell bad. Um, but the Lord says, When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. That's 1 Peter 5.4. I also think back to, I was super young when I got married, Miss Evelyn. How old were you? I had just turned 22. Wow. 20. (laughs) You were 20. (laughs) One more about Oh, y'all were babies. So, super baby. And I had only been to weddings where people were much older. Um, You know, of course, none of my friends had gotten married. I mean, I had just graduated from college. And so, I was really depending on my mom for help with all of these things. Well, of course, my mom was like, oh, you need to register for the china. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for the silver. Yes, and for and the, the crystal. And the crystal. Oh, my stars. I, I mean, these things are lovely and they're beautiful. But I've been married 22 years and I, I, I've probably used my china six times. I, I mean, it's sad, right? And then I get out the silver, and it's tarnished, and I don't want to polish it. I mean, I just don't. It's not a priority for me. Mm-hmm. I know that many people love and enjoy that. But what I'm getting at here is I won't have to polish that crown in heaven. Praise the Lord. I can just <laughs> enjoy it. I can just, the Lord says it's unfading. You will never need to polish it. 
It will never fade away. Psalm 132.18 says, I will clothe his enemies with shame. I will clothe his enemies with shame. But his head will be adorned with a radiant crown. It's shining. It's beautiful. There might even be jewels in it, Miss Evelyn. Well, that's mm-hmm. my question. If it's radiant, it's got to be sparkling with some jewels. <laughs> I mean, come on, really, some sapphires, maybe a couple <laughs> diamonds. I just pray that Emerald. I'm ready. I, my crown might just be the, the olive branches, you know, kind of woven together. And, and I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what my crown is going to look like, but the Lord says it's never going to perish. And another quality will be that it's not just gold-plated. I think back to that first boyfriend I had in high school who tried to give me some earrings, right? Oh. <laughs> and, you know, and that is they so adorable. Your ears green, <laughs> right? They were just kind of gold-plated and yeah. um, not really the real thing. It's a great thought, but the Lord says in Revelations four four, surrounding the throne were twenty four other thrones, and seated on them were twenty four elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold mm-hmm. on their head. Not tarnishing, Miss Evelyn. Not tarnishing, Kathy. Things that will never fade away, will never perish. And I love that about what Jesus says. He says, "I'm timeless. Mm-hmm. I'm timeless." Throughout all the ages, no matter what group you identify with, whether you're of the greatest generation, whether you're Generation X or a millennial, he says, I'm timeless and I don't fade away. Now, Kathy, you've done so much research on this topic and this is just, it's just beautiful the way that you've presented this to us today. The first crown mentioned in the Bible is the crown of a priest. That shocked me. Well, it shocked me, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ladies, I fully expected it to be the crown of a king. And uh, we uh, we actually see this when um, in Exodus, when God is giving Moses all these directions for how to build the tabernacle and what's to go in the tabernacle and all like that. And, and so he's talking about his, his priest. And so this is Aaron and all of the the people in the line of Aaron, the Levites, the tribe of Levi, we call it the Levitical line. Well, all of the Levites were to be the priests. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, God gives uh, Moses these instructions. It says they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold and wrote on it, get this, wrote on this crown of the priest, um, holy to the Lord. And, you know, you can hear my voice kind of break when I talk about this. Mm-hmm. Holy to the Lord. It is the crown of the priest. And you think, oh, okay, well, that was just for Aaron. That was the Levites. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Levite. I'm not, you know, I, so I will say I'm just adding this in. So my background is, is a Jewish background. Mm-hmm. And so we know that we came from the Levitical line because our great, great, great grandfather was chief rabbi in Vilna, Russia. So... But so I'm like, okay, I might be able to say in a kind of a stretch, big (laughs) stretch. Okay, but this is what first Peter two nine says. Okay, everyone put on your listening ears right now. Tell your tell your kiddos if they're in the back of the car. Hush. Just tell everyone to hush because I want to read you something. This will just blow your mind. This is from first Peter chapter two, verse nine. You can grab your Bibles and take a look at this. It says here. You are a chosen race, 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Mm. You are a royal priesthood. If you know the Lord, if you know Jesus Christ, if you have believed in him and and, and um, committed your life to him and accepted the forgiveness that he offers for your sins, you are a royal priest. You have that crown that says across it, holy to the Lord. That is the banner over you, holy to the Lord. And so I want to talk about this role of the priest because this is who we are in Jesus Christ. You know, we talk about ourselves as being uh, princesses and princes and children of God, but we are part of this royal priesthood. And those, those positions go to all you have to do as the role of the priest. The role of the priest is this, to believe Mm-hmm. To believe, it says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor, the honor of this priesthood is for you who believe. The second role of a priest is to offer spiritual sacrifices, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That just continues on in First Peter 2, 5. And so I thought, okay, Lord, spiritual sacrifices, that's kind of weird. What is a spiritual sacrifice? And so I'm just going to dig into your word. I'm going to pray through this and, and ask you to show me in your word what on earth is a spiritual sacrifice. And there's three spiritual sacrifices in God's word. Um, one is the spiritual sacrifice of prayer. Okay. Wow. That's so simple. That's not hard to wrap our head around. It says the, in Isaiah 56, 7, it says, These I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings, their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Your role of priest, the spiritual sacrifice of prayer. Second, your role of priest The spiritual sacrifice of praise. Oh my goodness, that's so simple. In Hebrews 13, 15, it says, Through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Okay, friends, we think this is going to get difficult. Here's the third spiritual sacrifice. It's so simple. The spiritual sacrifice of self. For the benefit of others. And here that is in Romans 12, 1, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So when we're talking about being a priest, to believe, to offer spiritual sacrifices of prayer, of praise, sacrificing self for the benefit of others, These are simple things that we can do. They are not beyond us. There is one last role of the priest. To believe, to offer spiritual sacrifices, and one last role. Okay, get this. It's to minister to God and people. To minister to God and people. We can do that. We can absolutely do that. And minister means to wait on and to serve. 
Evelyn, waiting on and serving. We can do that. And I know, you know what, I said that there were three. There's actually a fourth role. There's a fourth role of the priest. We believe. We have spiritual, offer spiritual sacrifices. We minister to God and people. Evelyn, what is that last one? It's uh, proclaim the excellence of Christ. Pick up the point of the peace. You know, when you look at, at how excellent his, his work is, then it's, it sets a standard for us to, to either um, visualize in our mind or to actually uh, celebrate. And we don't know when that is. We don't know when it happens. But suddenly we just have that. It's like a glory wreath or a crown around your head. And when you look at it, what are the excellencies of Christ? Have you ever thought about that? I I would love to. I, okay, the excellencies of Christ. This is amazing. We want to talk about this because we want to wrap our, 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 right. our minds around the scripture. Now, I know Carrie's telling us we need to go to break. So we are going to talk about this fourth role, proclaiming the excellencies of Christ. That is our role as a royal priesthood. We're going to go and hear from our sponsors. And friends, we look forward to having you back with us, sharing this with you. This is mind, mind-blowing stuff, life-changing stuff, simple things that we can do as we love walk and love talk with others. We'll talk with you more right after this. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know we all can use some happiness, some hope, humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader. Of course we have Miss Evelyn Davison. She is our queen. She is our mentor. And we have Kathy Enderbrock in studio. We are so delighted to be with you today. As we are on Saturdays at 2 o'clock here on The Bridge, Austin. And of course, friends, you know that you can find us on the web. You can go and go to Love Talk Network. We also have a Facebook page for Love Talk. And lovetalknetwork.com is a place where you can go and find all of our past shows and listen to our shows that are archived. And I this has been so helpful to... Many people that I know, I've got a friend who just lost his dad. He's lost um, his grandparents and his father all in the span of three years, and um, his mom is is not in the picture. And so he's had a lot of grief, and we had a past show on grief um, mm-hmm. that we did with the three of us. And I know that that's been comforting to him just to know that God meets us in our dark places. And uh, today we are talking about Easter tomorrow. We get to celebrate Easter tomorrow, but really every day for us is Easter as we are living under the new covenant. And Kathy, you've talked us through these crowns and the role of a priest because it it says in 1 Peter 2.9 that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, so that we can proclaim the excellencies of him. I think that as Christians, sometimes we think of priests in the wrong light. This is actually the cornerstone of Christianity, that we are the royal priesthood. And really, this is the difference between living under the old covenant and living under the new covenant. Under the old covenant, in order to see, in order to come into the presence of God, there had to be a sacrifice made of blood. Well, Kathy, you've gone through and you've told us that it's pretty simple for us now. Um, under the new covenant, we are brothers and sisters in, uh, of Christ, and we're able to join Jesus in this priesthood. We're ambassadors. So our purpose is to proclaim his praises. Well, that's okay. Uh, I mean, that seems pretty simple, and to serve him by serving others. We're called priests and kings in this royal priesthood. So... A spiritual sacrifice, and don't get nervous, friends, because under the new covenant, it is now a spiritual sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice of blood. Jesus gave that for us. Yesterday, we had Good Friday, and tomorrow we celebrate Easter. And so these things, God gave that. Jesus gave that for us. So a spiritual sacrifice of prayer. So, Miss Evelyn, when we look at this first piece of what it means to be in this priesthood, a spiritual sacrifice of prayer. You and Kathy just did that in Washington, D.C. And we did it without a, a crown of thorns. And have you thought about that? It was a peace, a peaceful crown. It was. Much like we'll, you know, the Lord says, the demon's seat. The, the investment that was put in that project financially, physically, emotionally, and spiritually is beyond measure for us. But it's just a speck. For the Lord Jesus, and it's it you know it may put a it might put a, a red ruby in your crown, but that's not why we do those things. We don't do things mm-hmm. for crowns. We do them for grace and for peace. 
and and the thrill of hope which comes from the Lord Jesus. I, you know, I think that's right. I mean, we do them because we love the Lord. And mm-hmm. I mean, he tells us this, look, anything you do, be motivated by love. You know, if, if you're going to serve others, if you're going to pray with others, if you're going to even sing me a worship song, don't do it because you want something from me. Do it because you love me. Right. And, you know, I mean, this has been my prayer as as well, especially starting out when I'm wanting to really build my relationship with the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I don't know what loving you feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even sure I know what a healthy love looks like. And would you please give me that love? And and I could I could do that because the Bible says we love because he first loved us. And so I was like, wow, that totally takes the burden off of my shoulders because it's his love that I want to enable me to, to love, to love him back, to love others, to serve others in grace. And Carrie, I love what you said is that when my idea of a priest is is the priest of the old covenant, mm-hmm. you know, the one that had to make the physical sacrifices mm-hmm. for the sins of the nation, the one who had to keep the law. And I mean, Paul even tells us, look, the law was such a burden. We we couldn't keep it. It was just mm-hmm. a crushing burden. So we are not under the law. That's right. And when we talk about covenant, you know, that's kind of a word that probably some people listening in that's like, that's a churchy word. I don't know what that word means. It's just a promise. It's just a, a word that says, hey, it's a promise that God made, but a, a holy binding promise where he made a commitment that says, you are my children mm-hmm. and I am your God. And he gave them the law to identify themselves as children of God, to keep themselves holy before God. But under the new covenant that Jesus Christ made, as he, you know, before he died, he said, look, I'm, I'm making a new covenant with you. It's going to be a covenant in my blood. It's, that's going to be the, the blood. My death is going to secure this covenant with you. And it is a covenant of grace. It, it is not a, a, covenant, a covenant of, of harsh, burdensome laws. It is a covenant of love and grace through Jesus Christ. And so when we get to be a priest, we're a priest under this promise of God through Jesus Christ that we can love others, minister to others, and we can proclaim the excellencies of Christ. We get to share the, the virtues of Christ, the power of Christ, the perfection of Christ, the splendor of Christ. And that's that's kind of a fun and cool thing to be able to do. Well, and I think that we don't we don't want to get bogged down in. OK, so there's a, you know, to be in the royal priesthood, all, you know, this is spiritual sacrifice of prayer. But I don't know how to pray. You know what? The, the Bible gives us a perfect example of prayer. But the Lord also says, just talk to me. Mm-hmm. Just talk to me. I, I think um, sometimes the most meaningful prayers that I hear spoken out loud are when people are just talking to the Father like he is their real uh, flesh and blood Father. And it's so personal. And you can tell that there's a deep, meaningful relationship there. Mm-hmm. You know, Kathy has a website called Let's Pray Today where there's some wonderful guides on yes. prayer there as well. And she has free MP3 downloads. So you can go to Let's Pray Today if you're struggling, if you want to know how to pray for your family, how to pray for your spouse. You know, she, she's got some wonderful guides there that can, that can lead you through that. But, friends, I'm here to tell you that there's no wrong way to pray. The Lord says, just start talking to me, and I'll 
I'll show you. I'll show you the path. And so I don't want you to be afraid of that. And, and Kathy, you know, this spiritual sacrifice of praise, I'm a terrible singer. The first thing that I think of when I, <laughs> Me when I, I think, think of, bass. <laughs> the first thing that I think of when I think of praise is, oh, oh goodness, is somebody gonna have to hear me sing because that's, that's not really that's a <laughs> joyful noise. Um, but he just said, you know, the Lord says that our lips are to be sweet as honey, and what's to come off mm. our lips is to is to honor Him. And so I don't want us to be afraid of that either. Kathy, this is, like you said, this is so much easier than a physical sacrifice. Now, it does say that our spiritual sacrifice of self, um, what, what, does, what does that mean for our listeners? Well, I mean, it, it wraps itself in this kind of robe of humility that says, you know, there are things that I want, and we have we have some really good wanters, you know. I mean, I have three little girls who want, 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 and uh, but we need to say, all right, it's not all about me. Mm-hmm. What can I do for others? How can I reach out and help others? What can I say to encourage others? Mm-hmm. How can my life? impact the life of others in a positive way, in a life-changing way? How can when someone tells me something and says and speaks negatively towards me, how can I return by grace and do something kind and loving? And I will tell you, a girlfriend called me on this this week because I had a family member who was very unkind, who basically said something you know, didn't call me a name, but said something negative towards me. And I was so upset. I was like, ah, you know, how dare she say that? that, Say this about me. And my girlfriend, and I told my girlfriend, I'm like, I don't even want to spend any more time with her. I'm done. I I don't, I'm not going to sit in that. And my girlfriend said, oh, no, 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 no. Mm. You go and you find the prettiest bunch of Easter flowers And you go and give her those Easter flowers and you tell her, Happy Easter. Mm -hmm. And you do it with love and kindness and grace. And you appreciate everything that she has done Mm -hmm. in your life. And it was like, wow, that's what love looks like. That's what grace looks like. That is what I need to step into. Instead of being offended and, and, you know, just scratching at that and you know thinking about that and turning over how offended and how dare she in my mind it's like wow here's an incredible opportunity Mm -hmm. for me to put on the love of Christ that he first showed me and poured out over me I can return that to someone else you know we have a gentleman at church he's a photographer and he started a Facebook page I'll have to look up the the link for you guys but he basically goes around Austin and the surrounding area, and what he does is he parks his car and he gets out and he goes and talks to the homeless, mm-hmm. and he um, just sits down and gets a story, and then he takes a picture of them, and he, and he of course, with, with their permission, posts it on his Facebook page, tells their story. I'm, I'm getting chill bumps talking about this because I think this is so wonderful, and he tells their story, and then he just simply asks for prayer for them. And he always prays with them or asks them if he can pray for them or with them before he leaves them. 
And so what he's doing is he's giving them prayer. Mm -hmm. He's lifting praises to God. He's sacrificing self, Mm -hmm. right? Um, He's ministering to people, which therefore ministers to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What an amazing ministry he has through pictures. And he's just decided to do this just to, to, uh, to pray for people. And he's putting it out there on Facebook so that we can just pray for people. And I just think this is amazing. This is what it means to be in the royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. It's, it's living under this new covenant, under this, this, this grace that Jesus has so wonderfully given us. Friends, when we come back to Love Talk, we know we just have a little bit of time left with you, but we are here on the bridge and you are here with the Love Ladies. And when we come back, we will continue to talk about Easter and a crown of Easter and what that means. Join us right back here on Love Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor of First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just a general town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are here on the bridge, and you are with the love ladies. Oh, friends, we are so glad you have found us on this Saturday right before Easter as we celebrate 
the crown of Easter. We've taken this amazing journey through the last couple of months from the cradle of Christmas to the cross of Good Friday. And now we are here at a celebration, the crown of Easter. What an amazing journey we have had. And Kathy, you have done just phenomenal research on crowns. And you found that the first crown mentioned in the Bible is the crown of a priest. And we know that uh, the crown that we will receive in heaven does not perish, that it does not tarnish, that it it is unfading, it's beautiful and shining. But the crown of the priest is a little bit different. We're talking about how we are in the priesthood of believers, the royal priesthood, as it says in 1 Peter 2.9. And this is really the cornerstone of who we are as Christians. And uh, Kathy, wow. So um, it's pretty, like you said before, these spiritual sacrifices that we're making are pretty easy. They are easy, but, you know, they have to be purposeful. Carrie, I loved what you shared about your friend who is going out and and meeting with uh, the homeless and and praying with them and taking pictures with them and then pictures of them and then posting their picture on Facebook and telling their story that others can pray for them and raising that awareness that – these they are in our backyard they need our help we need to reach out to them i know you know uh, serving them the we have um ministries through the church to go out and share meals with them to provide clothing for them the the caring place i know in georgetown texas reaches out and does so much with the homeless and with those struggling families. This is something the church is called to. And 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 this is something that the church gets joy in doing and going and feeding the poor, reaching out to the homeless, um, care, taking care of the widows and the orphans. This is a joy, that, a privilege that we have as being part of the church. And, you know, Carrie, so we've talked about this, this um the crown of a priest, and and there are other crowns. I want to share these with you because we are in our final segment. There are um, other crowns mentioned in the Bible. The first one we see in 2 Timothy 4, 8, it is the crown of righteousness. And in this verse, 2 Timothy 4, 8, it says, There is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me. Okay, guys, listen to this. Not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. Are you looking forward to Christ returning one day? You know, you we don't have to know the exact day. No one's going to know the exact day. No one's going to know the exact time. But are we hoping for it? Are we longing for it? Are we doing everything we can do now knowing that that day is coming? We get the crown of righteousness Then there's the crown of life. And this was our opening verse, our key verse for this show today comes from James chapter 1, verse 12. It says, blessed is the one who endures trials because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that get this, that God has promised to those who love love him. him. So many promises. 
I love that. We just loving the Lord, knowing that, you know what, guys? This life, it's going to have some trials. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some suffering. It's going to be some difficulty. But we are never, never, never going to give up. We are going to press forward. We are going to press in. We are going to leave an imprint that others can follow to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then we have the crown of glory. And 1 Peter 5, 4 has this. It says, when the chief shepherd, that is Jesus Christ, appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. It is going to be a glorious day, and we are going to have a crown of glory. And finally, the last crown that the Bible spells out is this, the crown of steadfast love and mercy. And we see this in Psalm 103, verse 4. It says, who redeems your life from the pit? Who is that, ladies? Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Who redeems your life from the pit? Who, re who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? Jesus Christ crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. Okay, Miss Evelyn, the crown of righteousness, of life, of glory, of steadfast love and mercy. Which crown are you most hoping for? Steadfast love. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You are the love lady. I, it would take me all day and all night to uh, give you a, a chronicle of how I have seen the love of the Lord Jesus change people and how he makes divine appointments for us to be the changing agent. And that's what Love Talk started on. That's what we're doing today. And it is such uh, an experience of mercy and grace and joy that I never want to give it up. And, you know, I, we kid all the time about me being so old. <laughs> but, you know, I, heart. I just can't see myself being anything else. And that's the way I feel about steadfast love. You know, we have people in our family that are very hard to deal with. Uh, situations that just seem to be no answers for. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet, we have to keep loving. We just can't throw them out with the trash. And that's kind of like you were talking about your friend. Show some method of exposure. I'd go right straight to Walmart and get them an Easter lily. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not just the words we say. It's the things that we allow our hands to do. I love that. I, it's mm -hmm. the things that we allow our hands to do. Mm -hmm. Encourage those hands. Encourage that tongue that it would speak sweet things. All right, now, Carrie, you. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I was going to ask you. Yeah, I, I, I think for me that the crown of life, um, you know, I, I've always tell my kids and I tell my players, you know, speak life. Speak life because that is the, those are the most powerful words that you can give anyone. The Bible says our tongue is a two, is a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. And so why not use the one that, and it also says that we can't tame our tongue um, and that, you know, our, our tongue is the biggest muscle that can get us in trouble. And so why not use it to speak life into others? For me, I think that's been very important uh, in the past and will be just as important in the future as I continue to try to speak life over the ones that God has put put, put in charge or put in, put in front of me. Have you done that with young people being a, a basketball girls coach? Well, I tell you what, Miss Evelyn, there's days that it's challenging. But, uh, you know, last night I walked into practice and I have a – 
uh, I'm coaching three teams right now, which is oh super my fun. Goodness. Um, all the way from seventh grade, all the way up to juniors in high school, and three different teams. And, and one of the girls who's new with me this year, she looked at me and she goes, "You are happy all the time." <laughs> and people say that about me, <laughs> right? Well, you know what? That's great because that conversation is going to lead down mm-hmm. the road to me telling her why I can have. Mm-hmm this joy all the time. And I'm not happy all the time. Happiness is kind of a state of mind. But I I choose to put out there that joy is going to override whatever else is going on right at that time. And so I'm so thankful I will get to have that conversation as we move forward. Um, okay, Kathy, we have just a little bit of time to wrap it up. What about you? What are some what 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 crown are you looking forward to? You know, I I love I, I gosh, I so agree with what everything you guys have said. I, I for me, I have messed up so much, so much. Like I've spent the first half of my life thinking that I am doing exactly the right thing when I was on such the wrong track, making bad decision after bad decision. So for me, the crown of righteousness is huge. Mm-hmm. That the Lord would that, that the Lord would take all that horrible sin from my past and put it in the deepest ocean. He's not going to play a video of it in heaven. It's gone. Praise the Lord. So the fact that even though I've messed up so badly that because Christ has forgiven that sin, that I get a crown of righteousness, that I can't believe. I mean, Evelyn, so we look at these crowns. These are crowns that cannot be bought. Mm -hmm. And yet they are the most valuable crown of all they are the most valuable thing but if you cannot buy these crowns how do you how do you receive it how do you how do you get how do you get this well you believe it you believe that jesus is the son of god and he paid the price of love for us to cover the sins that can we cannot cover ourselves and believe that he died on the cross and paid the price it costs something and believe that God raised him up from the dead. And that's why Easter is so important. Because it, it follows uh, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and, and the next thing up is Easter. So when we look at it, it says if, Romans says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is the Easter message. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise God today, friends, because after all, You are a priest. You are in the priesthood of believers. Pray believing Jesus is God who loves, lives, and rules over all. You can find us on the Love Line, 512-249-6535. You can also find us on lovetalknetwork.com. And, of course, you can go to The Bridge Austin and also find us. Support our sponsors. Call them up. Give them a thank you. Go to their businesses. They're amazing people. Also, the friend that I talked about, his Facebook page is The Prayer Collective. So if you'd like to be able to pray for some people and put them on your prayer list, you can go there as well. Friends, we love you. Thank you for joining us. For Kathy Enderbrock and Mrs. Evelyn Davison, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time on Love Talk.